Yun. Hello, hello, hello mga kameta. Kamusta kayo dyan? I hope uh, itong vlog na naman natin hindi mawala mamaya. Uh, wishing you guys a good week. Happy Monday. Happy Monday afternoon. I, had, you had, I hope you had great time dun sa inyong mga uh, kung saan kayo nagbakasyon or nag, ano, haliparot or whatever. Marites na ginawa niyo over the weekend. I hope you guys nakarecover po kayo. Sabi ko nga, good vibes tayo today. Kaya... Chine-check natin yung mga latest updates and developments at uh, tinitingnan natin yung mga top news and headlines today at uh, not one or multiple things actually have been happening today of course unang-una meron update tayo diyan sa response ng Philippine government uh doon sa United Nations Rapporteur on Human Rights yung push for investigation by the United Nations doon sa ICC related issues um Specifically, yung mga allegations of widespread human rights violations and extrajudicial killings under the previous administration. So lahat na yan, uh, tinitignan yan. Uh, meron din response si dating defense minister, dating senate president, now presidential legal advisor, of course. Of course, si Juan Ponce Enrile. Meron din siyang response doon. Meron siyang almost threat. Uh, well, not almost. It's, it's a threat doon sa mga investigators from United Nations kung gusto na pumunta dito. So... Kanina, ito po yung sinabi ni Juan Ponce Enrile. Ay, wait lang. Naka-OBS pala tayo so I can actually show it. Uh, so bago tayo pumunta kay uh, uh, Vice President Lenny... Lenny uh, Robredo, sorry. Vice President, ano? Vice President Sara Duterte. Ayan tayo talagang. 2023 na tayo. Ayan pa. Rusty pa, rusty pa. Uh, let's uh, double-check natin ito. Ha. Ipakita natin itong uh, uh, response ni... Dating Defense Minister, Dating Senate President, and of course the current Presidential Advisor, si Juan Ponce Enrile, dun sa uh, demand, no? Uh, requests, rather almost demand na, to investigate yung uh, human rights violations sa ilang ng dating administration. So tingnan natin, ito yung response niya. Ilang taon na ba siya? 99? Nak-100 na po siya? Or hindi? Si Mang Johnny. Uh, check natin dito. Para makita natin yung uh, latest sa kanya. So don't worry. Don't worry. Ito, ito, ito. So, I think I'm in Mang Johnny. As far as I'm concerned, I will not recognize this jurisdiction of the International Criminal Court of Justice. They have no sovereign power over us. If they will come here, if I were uh, to be followed, I will cause their arrest. Sir, sir, what that about? Is, that is uh, that, that they interfere too much in our uh, internal affairs. I will not allow as far I will not recognize this jurisdiction of the International Criminal Court of Justice. They have no sovereign power over us. If they will come here, if I were uh, to be followed, I will cause their arrest. Sir? Sir, what that about... Is, that is... Uh, that, that, they interfere too much in our uh, internal affairs. 
Ayan, okay, tinanggal natin. Uh, so, ito, ating stance uh, ng uh, dating, uh, well, actually, dating Senator Defense Minister and Corner First Presidential Advisor na si uh, si Mang Johnny Juan Ponce Enrile dun sa calls for investigation by the United Nations dun sa EJK or allegations of extrajudicial killing under the previous administration. So, ang stance na is too much interference, which sounds very much like the previous President Duterte, and that... <clears throat> Wala daw silang jurisdiction dito. Well, obviously, a lot of international lawyers, not yung mga dating spokesman, dating mga international lawyer na naging spokesman ni tatay, hindi yung mga ganun. Yung mga talagang, yung mga legit na international lawyers, etc. They'll tell you na uh, hindi po absolute ang, ang soberania ng isang, uh, isang gobyerno. And of course, uh, even if we're no longer part of the ICC, uh, the jurisdiction question is not just going to go away like that. Not to mention... We have signed up along so many other countries to uh, responsibility to protect, no, yung principle of responsibility to protect. And so, kaya nga may humanitarian interventions na tinatawag. No? So, governments don't have absolute sovereignty, including on issues that have to do with basic human rights and all. But anyways, union stands on government. So, so far, so far, mukhang the Marcus Jr. administration is standing strongly by the previous president and the previous administration on at least investigation related to allegations of extrajudicial killings and widespread human rights violations under the previous administration. So we'll have more updates on that. Baka mamaya mawala na naman tong video natin. Uh, <laughs> hindi talaga bumalik yung video na yun eh. Yung video natin na ginawa natin dun sa announcement ng ICC, hindi na siya bumalik. Hanggang ngayon, hindi siya na-post. So, malaking mystery po yan. Uh, hindi, ayun o. Hindi pa rin siya, ano, ayun o. Hindi pa rin, wala o. Video not available. See? Talagang iba. Whatever is happening. <laughs> Balikan natin itong issue na ito. Now, so today was also an important day because my big announcements, of course, speech to Vice President Sara Duterte, who happens to be also our Deputy Secretary. So she, she made a number of um, suggestions on how to move forward pagdating sa education crisis natin sa Pilipinas. Uh, now, before going to anong sinabi niya uh, under the so-called matatag agenda, let, he, let me just go a little bit into the education crisis in the Philippines because this is quite serious. And I would say uh, in the constellation of many crises na hinarap na ating bansa, whether sa inflation, whether sa conflicts of West Philippine Sea, whether sa issue of corruption, traponess, and all sorts of political dynasties and all of that, not to mention human rights catastrophe and, 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 and challenges that you have been facing in recent years. Actually, in education uh, crisis in the Philippines especially if you put it into a broader international context. So if you look at a number of important studies that have been um, uh, released in recent years no, by international organizations, kitang-kita talaga na hindi lang napag-iwanan ng Pilipinas ng mga kapitbahay natin. In fact, by global standards, the Philippines is among the worst in the world, no? So, for instance, dun sa, uh, dun sa rankings ng students based on math and science proficiency, yung PISA rankings, no? Uh, na tinignan nila around uh, 59, 60 countries at least, 
um, the Philippines was ranked lowest, no? Uh, Doon sa lahat ng mga bansa na tinest nila back in, uh, uh, you know, few years ago lang, no? At I think only sa math na talo natin isang, I don't know, Central American country. But in, in terms of sciences, in terms of, uh, you know, language proficiencies, we're talking about bottom of the uh, bottom of the rankings, not even kulela. Talagang next level na bottom of the rankings, and this is really worrying. Now to put things in the context, Vietnam guys, na kasing hirap ng Pilipinas. If you look at their per capita income, they just overtook overtook the Philippines during pandemic, thanks to great management of Tate Digong. Um, they actually rank in the top ten in the world. I, I, if I'm not missing, Vietnam ranked number eight. Dun sa PISA rankings when it comes to math sciences and, and proficiency. So you can see countries that are just as poor as the Philippines actually far outperforming the Philippines because they're really investing in their educational institutions. And you're seeing that this is going to pay off. And it's already paying off right now because pagdating sa uh, human capital, sabi natin, sinabi natin, manapakamahalagang human capital when it comes to bringing investors, especially high-quality investors. You know, the Samsungs and LGs and Hyundais and all of these big companies are going billions of dollars into Vietnam because they're very comfortable with the regulatory environment. But more importantly, they're also very happy with the human capital they have there. No, you skills level, you wage uh, uh, levels. So, kasi kung mababa lang wages, edi mas mababa pa sa Africa kaysa Vietnam. No? It's, it's not just the wages, it's productivity. And a big factor behind productivity is high education standards. And dun nakikita natin na Vietnam has been far ahead of a lot of peers completely incomparable to the Philippines. But as worrying as this was, even more worrying was a report that came out just the other year by the World Bank kung saan pinakita ang mga kameta na ang Pilipinas is not only among 50, 60 countries, but globally could be among the, the worst in the world. So this, this so ito, pinupost ko pa yung government mismo, government uh, news channel. So there was a World Bank report last year that talked about the disturbing, very alarming situation pagdating sa education sa Pilipinas. No? So dito tinignan nila guys, hindi lang yung literacy letters, uh, levels, kung marunong mag-hi-hello uh, or mag-sulat no? uh, or magbasa ng mga basics lang ang mga estudyante. But they really look at proficiency. No? Really proficiency. Gano ka proficient mga estudyante compared dun sa antas ng kanilang pinag-aralan. No? And, and based on this report, the, the situation is really, really alarming. I mean, the word used here was really disturbing. So the report was based on three assessments that was released by the World Bank, no? Uh, uh, so hindi lang yung program for international student, yung PISA na pinakita ko in 28, but also the trends in international mathematics and science studies, the teams in 2019, and the first cycle of the Southeast Asia primary learning metrics, Southeast Asia PLM in 2019. So they look at the PISA, TIMS, S, and CPLM, no? At ayon sa World Bank, talagang may crisis ang Pilipinas. At of course, lumala ito yung crisis na yan because ng panahon na pandemic, talaga na-shutdown maraming eskwela. And yung return of the Philippines to um, return of the Philippines to face-to-face -face, uh, teaching didn't really resume until quite recently, di ba? Under Sara Duterte as a deputy secretary. Of course, there were a lot of concerns how efficient the transition was, but thank God at least we're getting back to some element of face-to-face -face learning because... Uh, nung nagsimula na pandemic, na-shut down yung face-to-face, -face, and then, of course, uh, nag-rely na tayo sa online classes, that exacerbated the situation because marami sa ating mga kababayan ay walang access sa reliable internet uh, or they cannot afford uh, reliable internet because it's so expensive in the Philippines. But more than that, of course, 
alam natin, pagdating sa kabataan, online teaching is not the same as face-to-face. Talagang malaking difference niyan. I could say that even for for us, yung mga nagtuturo sa graduate level or university level, nakikita natin nahihirapan yung mga estudyante. At nahihirapan din kami mga, mga nagtuturo, mga guru. No? So I can imagine it's far worse for yung mga primary education or secondary education or even senior high school uh, among others. No? So the, the situation is really, really alarming based on sa number ng World Bank. So ang tinignan nila, for instance, is that According to global assessments, only 10 to 22% of grade 4, 5, and 9 students in the Philippines posted scores at or above minimum proficiency. So, barely 1 out of 5, no, dun sa grades 4, 5, and 9, ay nakamit ng basic, yung pinaka-minimum levels ng proficiency by global standards. So, based on the numbers we saw, we're looking at up to 90%, no, 90% learning deficiency pagdating sa ating mga kabataan uh, at at really primary education level no you're looking at grades 4 5 all the way to uh, to 9 no so up to 90% deficiency in terms of uh, in terms of educational uh, you know standards or meeting the global standards so the talagang malalim ang problema nito so for me you know, whoever is the education secretary, my point is, tapat talaga decisive yung kanya mga response, and something has to be done about this. And this is precisely what uh, Vice President Sara Duterte tried to address in her major speech on the education conference in the Philippines today. Oh, by the way, congratulations, mohang nanalo rin si Sara Duterte, Vice President Sara Duterte. Ay, hindi siya na pala. Na feature siya. I should have probably used this picture. So I had to confirm kung yan, no? So, na feature pala siya dun sa Expedition Magazine na based daw on Dubai. So, I had to double-check it kung ito ay fake news or hindi. Baka mahirap na, di ba? Uh, so, dinouble-check ko. Mukhang, yeah. So, na feature siya as, you know, empowered women. So, congratulations to our vice president. Oh, ito, ito, ito. Ito yung source niya. Ito, ito. International as empowering leader. Talagang wow, ah. Iba. So, well, congratulations to our vice president for landing on an international magazine based in Dubai. Dao, shinig natin ang background ng expedition na yan. Ayan, so today my uh, my speech, my major education conference, si vice president. And uh, kung napansin niyo si vice president Sara Duterte, uh, you know, hindi siya katulad ni Pangulong Duterte when it comes to, you know, parati siya all over the news, parating headlines, daming bloggers, daming supporters. No, she's much more low-key and she seems to be at least, you know, really focus on the task at hand and she's you know taking it very seriously based on at least this is the claim now so meron siyang initiative na tin- yung matatag initiative no kung saan vice president Duterte is pushing really for some major major uh overhaul dun sa ating basic education system let, let me just bring that out now, obviously, a, a big, uh, you know, part of this push is also a lot of funding, you know. So, I and think Vice President, we need also big funding uh, para we will be able to make this major transition. So, ito, basahin lang natin ang mga kameta. One second. So, Vice President Education Secretary Duterte, uh, today, uh, declare niya yung kanyang matatag agenda, which would serve as the agency's roadmap over the next Six years, no, five to six years, 
According sa presentation ng ating Vice President, Matatag stands for the following. Make the curriculum relevant to produce job-ready, active, and responsible citizens. So my vocational aspect, my good citizenship aspect, take steps to accelerate the delivery of basic education services and provision of facilities. Take good care of learners by promoting learning well-being, inclusive education, and positive learning environment. And give support for teachers to teach better. So, matat. Okay, so it's a different way of doing the acronym. No, hindi lang first letter, but first two letters, and then biglang one letter, and then two letter. Okay. Anyway, um. So today, sabi niya, the DepEd stands before you, heart in hand, humbly seeking your support. Improving access, equity, uh, quality, resilience, and well-being will not happen overnight. Nor can it be done by DepEd alone. We need a national commitment, sustained effort from all sectors of the society. So prior to presenting Matatag, si, uh, si Sarah Duterte ay nag-enumerate ng mga problema sa education system natin saying, quote, lack of school infrastructure and resources to support the ideal teaching process is the most pressing issue. So ayon sa kanya talaga, we need big budget really to get things going. Now, I'm just gonna show you guys some of the uh, numbers based on the presentation, etc. that have been coming out. Bakit Elon Musk ang nakikita ko dito? Wait lang. Okay. Uh, what kind of fundings we're looking at. So at least there's a recognition there's something fundamental that is that has to be fixed. So ito, uh, So this is what we got online from Heidi Sampang. So So these are some of the statistics that nakita natin based on presentation ni uh Sar Duterte, uh, Vice President Sar Duterte. And of course, so accordingly, there's a there's a hope that you know um, there's a hope that so I think numbers natin so so out of three hundred twenty-seven thousand, barely a third are in good conditions. No, so marami pang kailan ayusin dito. So obviously, that's not going to be cheap. So the question is how much budget we need here, and obviously the budget that is being asked. Uh, that will be asked will not be um, minimal. So here, we see here there's a discussion of a hundred billion pesos budget, right, in six years. And this is the graphics that has been provided by news media outlets on anime solution natin's uh, education crisis of Filipinas. So let me just repost it here, mahameta para ma discuss natin ng konte. So ito po yung tinitingnan nilang Solution. So, learning crisis, ito po, ito yung overview. So, 9 out of 10 Filipino children aged 10 years old struggle to read simple text. So, yun yung sinasabi natin na 90% functional literacy deficit. 1 out of 4 parents say children did not learn under distance learning. So, that's that's a big, so you're looking at 75% efficiency at most, 75 to 80%. Uh, 72% of students aged 15 years old low achievers in reading math science and uh and 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 reading 425 private schools permanent closed during the pandemic 91,000 more classrooms need to be built in just this fiscal year alone and the philippines needs to hire 147,000 more teachers to reduce class size to 35 students per teacher so yung mga sources na ginamit dito ay world bank alliance of concerned teachers department of education sa mga nakakaisang pamilya ng Pantawid, Philippine Business for Education. So this is the graphics that came out by news outlets. So ito yung ganong kamalala yung problema. No? So, so there's no surprise why 
a significant budget allocation will be requested or has been requested in this regard. So I really suggest you guys to check your presentation with Vice President Sara Duterte and make your judgments accordingly on uh, the merits or the merits of some of her proposals. But based on my initial understanding, at least overall, it looks like you know she's she is a recognizing the depth of the problem. Second, there's some sort of roadmap to move forward, the so-called matatag. Uh, and the third, there's of course a certain budget that is being asked here, a significant amount. And of course, the question for us is this, uh, and this is not, you know, prejudicial to anyone in particular. I am all for giving more budget to the education sector as much as possible. Dahil sobrang malaling problema. Uh, provided, though, of course, that yun nga, I hope more budget goes into transparent fiscal process, hindi yung mga confidential funds. I hope there is really uh, we make sure that the team in the DepEd or whatever relevant agencies are in charge of executing a massive plan, a blueprint for overhauling and transformation of education sector. These are really the best people in the business. Now, when I'm, I'm saying the business, I'm not talking about the business of politics. I'm not talking about the business of performative populism. I'm not talking about lawyers per se. I'm talking about people who understand education, basic education. You need experts. You need people with graduate degrees, with expertise, with background in this. And we need to get support from World Bank and different institutions all around the world to really deal with this education crisis. The problem kasi with the education crisis is generational ang magiging negative impact na yan. At mahihirapan talagang Pilipinas to catch up with the rest of the world as globalization becomes much more competitive and becomes much more digitally driven. No, In fact, kailangan natin ng vlogs on ChatGPT, all of these AI-driven technologies that are going to append and transform not only the education sector but labor markets among others. So talagang huling-huli na tayo. And in fairness naman, you cannot fault Sarah Duterte dun sa mga crisis na meron tayo sa education system. That's why I'm wishing the best for the uh, for, for whoever is in charge. No? At the same time, we need to have accountability. We have to have to have transparency. And we have to have really the best team, the best and brightest, who really have relevant expertise when it comes to the education sector to be in charge of making sure whether it's 10 billion pesos, 100 billion pesos, whatever we're going to allocate there. No? Potentially billions of dollars that we're going to allocate over the next few years. Hopefully, this will go. Uh, this will be used and deployed in the best way possible. All right. So my best wishes to the government, and we're gonna follow uh, up uh, in the coming months and years, God willing, what's gonna happen when it comes to the education sector, because we really have to do something about it. And who knows? Maybe Sarah Duterte could be the one to open the system. But you know, I, I we still have to get to know who are who are really gonna execute and implement this on the ground. No operationalization, because it's also as important as the blueprint. No. Uh, so this is the thing that, that we're looking at. All right? Okay, maraming salamat mga kametal. Keep it here. Sabi nga, you know, walang ano. Let's be kind. Good vibes lang tayo. So thank you very much. Maraming salamat sa lahat ng mga comment. Nag-support sa atin. As always, sila Mitch Tengcho, Sir Michael Uy, Riz Annie, Jocelyn Lumberry, lahat ng mga comment and all here. Good vibes lang tayo here, okay? So please check the numbers, the data on your own, and we'll post it also down there. And please, as much as possible, yun guys, please try to come try to come up with an objective understanding because malalim talaga ang problema nito no so whether you like the who's in charge or not the question is how can we help our government and 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 you know our education sector and for me it's a, it's something more personal and close to my heart because i'm also uh, an educator and of course i, I well 
as a, when I also work with public institutions, in this case, University of the Philippines. No? So my best wishes to the government. Hopefully we can deal with this because kawawa naman yung mga estudyante, kawawa naman yung bansa natin kung hindi natin maayos talaga itong ugat ng problema pagdating sa education sector. And this could be really the Aquila seal for the Philippines in the coming decades if we don't deal with this problem in a decisive and radical manner anytime soon. So my best wishes, and let's see how things are going to move forward. I'm going to post sa baba yung sources na ginamit natin dito, where the data came from, etc. You're, you're free to check them on your own. God bless. Thank you very much. And talk to you soon.